0: HISTORY OF THE BANDS Welcome, welcome to History of the Bands. I am your host, the human Google machine, Brandon Withers. How is everybody's? Eyes are doing good. You know, it's like five in the morning, so I'm a little bit groggy. <laughs> anyway, on this episode, we're gonna do something a little bit different like we did last season. Like what we did on the Elvis episode, where we talked about conspiracies. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about The Beatles and the conspiracies around The Beatles. But I will do a brief history of the band's success before we start here. The Beatles were a rock band formed in Liverpool in 1960. The members were John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr they are one of the most influential bands of all time and were a huge part to the development of the 1960s music their sound was like a fusion of classical music and traditional pop in an innovative way the band also explored music styles ranging from folk to indian music to psychedelic and hard rock The Beatles revolutionized many aspects of the music industry and were often publicized as leaders of the era's youth and social culture movements. The band was led by Lennon and McCartney. The Beatles evolved from Lennon's previous band, the Quarrymen, and built their reputation playing clubs in Liverpool and Hamburg over three years from 1960. Manager Brian Epstein molded them into a professional act and producer George Martin guided and developed their recordings, greatly expanding their domestic success after signing to EMI Records and achieving their first hit, Love Me Do, in late 1962. As their popularity grew into the intense fan-crazy dubbed Beatlemania, The band acquired a nickname called the Fab Four. By early 1964, the Beatles were international stars and was a commercial success. They became the leading force, bringing in the British invasion to a United States pop market and soon made their film debut with A Hard Day's Night, which I've seen. And it's it's actually really good. I love it. The band retired from live performances in 1966. During this time, they produced records like Rubber Soul, Revolver, Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, The White Album, and Abbey Road. In 1968, they founded Apple Corps, a multi-armed multimedia corporation that continues to oversee projects related to the band's legacy. After the group's breakup in 1970, all former members became solo artists and was successful on their own and they had some partial reunions that have occurred. Lennon was murdered in 1980 and Harrison died of lung cancer in 2001. McCartney and Starr remain musically active. The Beatles are the best-selling music act of all time with an estimate sale of 600 million units sold worldwide. They are the most successful act in the history of the U.S. Billboard charts. They hold the record for the most number one hits on the U.S. Billboard's Hot 100 charts. The band received many accolades, including seven Grammys, four Brit Awards, and an Academy Award. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988 and each member was individually inducted between 1994 and 2015. So that was a lot to unpack. So let's jump right into this episode. Class is in session. First, let's talk about the most common conspiracy. That Paul is actually dead. Ooh. Dead. So the rumor. (laughs) I can't do that to you guys so the rumors started in September of 1966 a man named Tony Barrow had wrote a book called John Paul George Ringo and me at the time Tony was the press officer of the Beatles and was responsible for like going through like calls from fans and the media He began receiving a number of calls from people asking if Paul is alright, and he would reply that he had spoken to Paul recently. In early 1967, a similar rumor circulated in London that Paul McCartney had been killed in a traffic accident while driving along the M1 motorway on January 7th. The rumor was acknowledged and denied in February issue of The Beatles Book. Paul then allude to the rumor during a press conference held around the release of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in May. By 1967, the Beatles were known for sometimes including backmasking their music, which is basically playing the record backwards and getting a hidden message. If you don't know about that, you know, you can go on YouTube and just type in, you know, Songs played backwards, and you can get messages out of the deal. I've done it before. People also would research their lyrics for hidden meanings, and that had also become a popular trend. In November of 1968, their White Album was released containing the track Glass Onion. John wrote the song in response to Gobbledy Gop, said about the Sgt. Pepper's album. In a later interview, he said that he was purposely confusing listeners with lines such as, the walrus was Paul, a reference to his song, I am the walrus from the 1967 EP and album, Magical Mystery Tour, which guys, I'm going to tell you, I am the walrus is really, really out there. On October 12, 1969, a caller to Detroit radio station WKNR-FM told disc jockey Russ Gibb about the rumors and included its clues. Gibb and other callers then discussed the rumor on air for the next hour, during which Gibb offered further potential clues. Two days later, the Michigan Daily published a review of Abbey Road by University of Michigan student Fred Lebour, who had listened to the exchange on Gibbs' show under the headline, McCartney's Dead, New Evidence Brought to Light. It identified various clues to Paul's alleged death on the Beatles album cover, particularly on the Abbey Road sleeve. Fred later said that he had invented many of the clues and was astonished when the story was picked up by the newspapers across the United States. Nodden writes that very soon, every college campus, every radio station had a resident expert. WKNR fueled the rumors further with a two-hour show called The Beatles Plot, which first aired on October 19th. This show had been called infamous and a fraud. It brought enormous worldwide publicity to Gibb and WKNR. The story was soon taken up by more mainstream radio stations in the New York area. In early hours of October 21st, disc jockey Robbie Young discussed the rumor on air for over an hour before being pulled off the air for breaking format. At that time of the night, WABC's signal covered a wide listening area and could be heard in 38 U.S. states and, at the time, in other countries. So that's like a lot of area there. Although the Beatles' press office denied the rumors, Paul's withdrawal from the public life contributed to the escalation. Ringo Starr said, "If people are gonna believe it, they're gonna believe it. I can." only say it's not true. In a radio interview with John Small on WKNR, Lennon said that the rumors was insane, but good publicity for Abbey Road. Before the end of October of 1969, several bands had exploited the phenomenon of Paul's alleged death. These songs were The Ballad of Paul by the Mystery Tour Brother Paul by Billy Shear and the All-Americans. So Long Paul by Wimberly Finster. And We're All Paul Bearers, part one and two by Zacharias and his tree people. So this had been the talk for years since. Songs, TV, radio, and comic books. You name it, and it has been a part of it. There is multiple versions of the story, One of them is Paul had an argument with the bandmates during the Sgt. Pepper's recording session and drove off angrily in his car. He was distracted by a meter maid, which they have dubbed Lovely Rita, not noticing that the traffic lights had changed, which is, you know, part of the song A Day In A Life, crashed and was decapitated, which was made into a song called Don't Pass Me By. A funeral service for Paul was held with eulogies by George, the song Blue Jay Way, and Ringo, and his song was Pass, or Don't Pass Me By, which we just spoke of, and it was followed by a procession, and that procession was Abbey Road's front cover. See, it had Lennon as the priest officiating his funeral and burying him, In the song Strawberry Fields Forever, if you play it backwards, you can hear I Buried Paul. To spare the public from grief or simply as a joke, the surviving Beatles replaced him with the winner of the Paul McCartney's look-alike contest. This scenario was felicitated by the Beatles' recent retirement from live performances and by their choosing to present themselves in a new image for the next album. It is said that the fake Paul was an orphan from Edinburgh and was named William Campbell, whom the Beatles then trained to impersonate Paul. Others contended that the man's name was Bill Shepard, and the replacement was instigated by the British's MI5 out of concern for the severe distress Paul's death would cause the Beatles' audience. Then it was said that the surviving Beatles were like distraught by the guilt of the duplicity and therefore left messages in their music and the album's artwork to communicate the truth to the fans. Dozens of the clues to Paul's death have been identified by fans and followers of the legend. These include messages perceived when listening to the songs played backwards and symbolic to interpretation of both lyrics and album covers. Two frequent examples are the suggestions that the words I Buried Paul are spoken by Lennon in the final section of the song Strawberry Fields, which I had just spoke about a few minutes ago, which the Beatles recorded in November and December of 1966. Lennon later said, that the words were actually cranberry sauce and that the words number nine number nine in revolution nine from the white album became turn me on dead man turn me on dead man when played backwards a similar reversal at the time of i'm so tired another white album track yielded paul is dead man miss him miss him miss him So just some odd things. Another example of the interpretation of the Abbey Road cover as, you know, the procession was going on, Lennon is dressed in all white, it is said to be the heavenly figure, Ringo is dressed in black, symbolic as the undertaker, George Harrison in denim, representing the grave digger, and McCartney is barefooted and out of step with the others, symbolizing the corpse. The number plate on the white Volkswagen Beetle in the photo contains the characters LMW-281F, mistakenly read as 28IF. This was identified as further evidence. 28IF represents Paul's age if he had been alive while LMW stood for Linda McCartney Wheats or Linda McCartney Widow. Definitely a head-scratcher on this one, guys. It's really getting to you here because there's just so many conspiracies in that. So let's move on from Paul and talk about another conspiracy. Do y'all remember Helter Skelter? the interesting song from the Beatles that influenced Charles Manson. Well, when Paul wrote the song called Helter Skelter, it originally meant disorderly haste or confusion. There is a place over in Europe called Helter Skelter that is a fairground attraction consisting of a tall spiral slide winding around a tower. Paul said that he was using this symbol of a Helter Skelter as a ride from the top to the bottom, the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire, and this was the fall and the demise. Well, Manson's interpretation of the song was totally different. Manson told his followers that several songs, particularly Helter Skelter, were part of the Beatles' code prophecy of a apocalyptic war in which racist and non-racist whites would be maneuvered into virtually extermination, each other over a treatment of blacks. Upon the war's conclusion, after the black militants had killed off the few whites that had survived, Manson and his family of followers would emerge from underground cities in which they would have escaped the conflict. As the only remaining whites, they would rule blacks who, as the vision went, would be incapable of running the United States. There are many books and podcasts about Charles and Helter Skelter, weird events and all, like the clock stopping during the trial at a certain time. Next, let's talk about John Lennon's alien encounter. Lennon lived in the Dakota building, so on August 23rd 1974 during a period of Lenin's life known as the lost weekend Lenin said this and i quote i was lying naked on my bed when i had this urge so i went to the window just dreaming around in my usual poetic frame of mind there as i turned my head hovering over the next building no more than a hundred feet away from this thing With ordinary electric light bulbs flashing on and off around the bottom, one non blinking red light on top. So the next day, he called a man named Yuri Geller, who comes over to his apartment. In Geller's words, and I quote again, he tells me that while he was lying in bed, suddenly a strobing sphere of light appeared in an extraterrestrial hand kind of stretched out, gives him an object, unquote. Geller's first question was, what did you smoke? (laughs) But then John Lennon swore that this actually happened. So it's just a very odd occurrence. Many Beatles fans noticed that John Lennon had an odd connection to the number 9. A few of his songs include the number, such as Revolution 9 and one after 909. In his 1980 interview with Playboy, John Lennon acknowledged his coincidental ties to the number. Lennon said, and I quote, I lived at 9 Newcastle Road. I was born on the 9th of October. It's just a number that follows me around, but apparently I'm a number 6 or a 3 or something, but it's all a part of 9. Unquote. The Beatles' first appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show was on February 9th. John received a death threat that said, I'm going to shoot you at 9 tonight. He left The Beatles in 1969 after being in the band for 9 years. His technical date of death based on the time in Liverpool was on December 9th. These coincidences have led many believers that the number somehow dictated Lennon's life. So since we talked about Paul is dead and all, there is another rumor that Paul is the only original member and that the others all have died and been replaced. A student at the University of Virginia said that Ringo died in 1963, George died in 1964 and Lennon died in 1965. He goes on to say there is clues that follow to prove this conspiracy. First, on the front cover of With the Beatles, Ringo's face is not in line with the others. Clearly a clue that Ringo on this album is different from the others. So he believes that Ringo died between the first two albums and had been replaced. The second one is on the cover of A hard day's night George is the only Beatles with his back turned to the camera in the photo and he is the only one with a cigarette which stood for a coffin nail so those were signs that George had died the third one is on revolver John sings the song I'm only sleeping sleep is a metaphor for death he said that the Beatles are characters that have been played by many different actors over the years. To move on, there is a conspiracy that the Illuminati created the Beatles to control the youth and reshape their minds with soft drugs. This comes from conspiracy theorist Dr. John Coleman. He said the phenomenon of the Beatles was not spontaneous rebellion by the youth against the old social system. Instead, it was a carefully crafted plot to introduce a conspiratorial body which could not be identified, a highly destructive element into a large population group targeted for change against its will. New words and new phrases were introduced to Americans along with the Beatles. Words like rock, teenager, cool, discovered. And pop music were codes for acceptance of drugs well that's all the conspiracies I got for you at this time if you enjoy this episode please reach out and let me know give me suggestions on what conspiracies you want to hear next on the next episode I will get back to music as I will be talking about one of the cool cats out there known as Bob Seeger so you don't want to miss Bob Seeger. Anyway, as always, if you want any updates, head over to History of the Bands on TikTok. Head over to History of the Bands on Facebook. Head over to History of the Bands on Instagram. Now on Facebook and Instagram, there's links there that'll take you right over to my link tree or my uh, Etsy store, which is the History of Bands store. And you can guys can go get T-shirts, hats, sweater. I even got a sweater. I didn't say that before. I got a sweater, guys. You guys can go get all that stuff. Help me out. You know, this merch here. I got a lot of it. And it ain't running out. (laughs) So you guys can go get some merch. Or you can go get some better help on the link tree. Now, when you go to get better help, use promo code Bands and get 10% off your first month so you know better help awesome deal anyway i really ain't got much else i can say other than class is dismissed history of the bands